Welcome to the Life Unlimited Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice so you can confidently live your life your way for life. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Hello and welcome to another Life Unlimited Podcast with your host, Larry Heller. Episode 138 has a wonderful guest. Gabrielle Clemens is an award-winning attorney with expertise in divorce, taxation, estate planning, and finance. She is a certified divorce financial analyst, a CDFA, and an accredited estate planner. Gabrielle shares her knowledge through divorce workshops and is the author of Marriage is About Love, Divorce is About Money. That's such a good book name. And her career spans roles as a divorce and an estate planning attorney, tax manager, and wealth management executive. Gabrielle has received numerous accolades, including being named number one woman to watch by Advisor Hub and Forbes Top Women Wealth Advisors and many more. All right, Larry, take it away. Thanks, Matt. Hi, Gabriel. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to the show. Uh, I'm excited to dig into the book. But before we kind of talk about the book, look, talking about your background and that Matt mentioned there, uh, and it's a kind of an interesting take on how you got into this business and working with divorce. So why don't you let an audience know, you know, you're an attorney and how have you transformed from being an attorney to doing what you're doing now? Oh, well, thanks, Larry. And hi, everybody. And thank you, Matt. Thank you, Larry, for having me here today. I truly appreciate it. You know, it's an interesting journey, one that uh, it takes its twists and turns and things I wasn't expecting. But, you know, when I was when I was in law school, I, I truly enjoyed the tax area. I like money. I like handling money. I'm a numbers person. Uh, but I also liked family law as well. I'm divorced. My mom was divorced. A lot of people around me are going through divorce. And so uh, when I was working as an estate and tax attorney, I, I did see that Oftentimes, divorced women in particular at the time, this is, you know, over 25 years ago, you know, women didn't understand all of the different aspects and the financial aspects of their divorce agreements. At the time, alimony was taxable and things were just a little bit more complicated than in some ways they are now. Now we have complex executive compensation packages that we have to, to work through for, for a working understanding of how the money flows. But generally, I, when I had my first son, and he is now 26, I decided, you know, a partnership track and a billable hour format, business format just wasn't going to work for me. So I transitioned over to wealth management. And, and, and truly, my goal was to help women go through the divorce process, understand every page of their agreement as an attorney, tax specialist, and wealth manager. You know, I was, I am uniquely qualified to to unpack an agreement and to, in, in layman's terms, go through what was expected, what people can can depend on, what's modifiable, what's not non-modifiable in an agreement, and help them understand, map out, and project their post-divorce lifestyle, at least in terms of the finances. So that's how it happened. Oh, interesting, interesting direction on how you got to where you are. Did a lot of that have to do with your own personal divorce? I'm divorced and we work with a lot of divorce clients as well, especially the gray divorce. And that kind of was an impetus. What about for yourself? You know, not as much for me, but more for my mother. My mother was divorced after, after 30 plus years. She was a stay-at-home mom. Um, my, my dad is an attorney. They're, they're both passed now. 
Uh, but, you know, just watching what people go through when they don't know what they don't know. They don't understand the language. They don't understand how the numbers flow. Uh, they don't understand taxes. They don't know the questions to ask. So, so I find this educational, this part of the education that I can provide to people. So at least they, they may not like their agreement. And most people don't like their agreement. A good agreement is like a good real estate deal. Everybody's a little bit unhappy, but at least they're going to understand it and understand where the weak points are, what's modifiable, which is always, you know, which is always a risk, modifiable up or down, depending on, you know, on what the circumstances are and how things have changed. But at least they're going to understand it and, and feel confident that, you know, they did the best they could do. They were understood. They were heard. Somebody ran the numbers and, you know, and they understand the projection uh, into their post-divorce lifestyle. Right. I want to and I want to get back to that and talking about that as going through the divorce and especially with a not what I call the non-financial spouse and when to start this, because we, we a lot of times we get involved. It's after the divorce. So but I want to talk about that a little bit before we actually delve into that. What then really inspired you to to write the the book Marriage is About Love, Divorce is About Money? Yeah, it's a good question. And I'm, I'm asked that a lot. You know, I feel like the book just wrote itself. I mean, this is, it's divided up into three, three sections before the divorce, after the divorce and during the divorce. And it's really, what do you need to know before, during and after in that space that you're in? How do I pick an attorney? How do I pick a process? Do I want a divorce? How should I approach this? When do I tell my, my, my spouse? And it's everything that, you know, that we talk about every day when you're addressing the divorce process. And then once you've made the decision to then move into, uh, you know, how to hire an attorney, you know, what questions to ask, what documents do I need? What should I get? When should I get it? And, you know, what's the best process? Can I do mediation? What's the difference between mediation, facilitation, arbitration, uh, conciliation? You know, it's really, it's really, it's a lot to unpack for somebody who is faced with this, whether they want it or not. It's still, you're just thrown into um, a process and a legal paradigm that you, know, you just need preparation for. And that was the purpose of the book, is to think about a way to approach this and really keep in mind the future and get through this and how to successfully navigate your team and understanding that, you know, the subtitle of the book and the, the theme throughout the books to come is really the business of divorce. This is a business that you hire your attorneys, you hire financial advisors, you hire your therapist. And really, you know, to you, this is your life. And you have to understand to other people, this is truly a business. And you know, there's no insurance. When we have medical insurance, if you're faced with a, a medical challenge, there's no insurance to sort of to, to help offset your costs. And you have to understand uh, the cost benefit of the choices that you're making, both for yourself and your future, um, as you're going through. This. So it sounds it's more than just talking about finances, and money. It sounds like it's a how-to book or a kind of a direction with the steps that you should take even before your divorce. That correct? Exactly. Yes, it's a handbook, a guide, and frankly, some people decide not to get divorced after they read the book, and you know and. You know, how bad are things? Because, you know, it could, it could be a good or bad situation. And obviously, I'm not talking about people who are in, you know, you know, uh, you know, violent situations or unsafe situations. But really, it's having a clear picture of, you know, what this process is going to look like before, during and after, 
you know, you're done. So let's talk kind of kind of about more the, the a little bit about the before and the and the during, especially kind of from a fin- financial standpoint. So usually when someone's made the decision to get divorced, their first and maybe only phone call is to the attorney. So a lot of times they're not putting a team together, especially on a financial advisor, a financial planner until the agreement is finalized. What do what are your thoughts on something like that? And what do you, what do you see out there? Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think a lot of people don't even start to think about using a financial advisor until it's over. And at that point, I wouldn't say it's too late. I just think you've lost some of the benefit of having an expert in the financial aspects of, of life not be available to you to to opine and, and participate as you're creating your divorce agreement. So I think the first thing, and it's in the book, the first thing to do is build your team. Get a therapist. Don't use your, ther- your attorney as your therapist. Don't use your attorney as your financial advisor. Don't use your therapist as your attorney. And you know, everybody has the role on your team and you, you are hiring these people. It's as if you're building a house and you know, you have your architect, you have your builder, you have your electrician, you have your subcontractors, you have your landscape architect, you have everybody who's going to help you build this agreement and participate and give their two cents on the different aspects of this process. So I think the earlier you can have a financial advisor, you know, in place as well as your therapist and your attorney, they will work together throughout the whole process to ensure that you have the outcome that you understand and that, you know, that you, you know, you know projected out what this post-divorce life is going to look like right. and feel like. Yeah, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the matrimonial to some of the attorneys do say that, get a team, get started right away. Others, they handle everything from the financial and do all the legwork and that and don't even bring that up. But I'm sure you can relate to certain stories, but we've seen so many stories where it would have been so much of it advantageous. We, we, we just had a recent a, a new client and the, their attorney, he wanted to pay all up front, no, no alimony. And when he came to us, he said, well, now you're going to have a huge tax hit to raise all the money to pay for this one-time payment. And he didn't have any idea where if he had a team that maybe the settlement would have been arranged better. So I couldn't agree with you more. And then getting that word out there that it's important to have somebody look at that and creating something for you. So when are usually brought in on your CDFA? Are you practicing kind of as the CDFA right in the beginning? Why don't you kind of tell us how that works? Sure. Yes. I, I'm a certified divorce financial analyst and people will come to me either you know at any stage in the process. So some people will come to me saying, I'm thinking about divorce. I want to get my ducks in a row. What should I be doing? What should I be collecting? Right now I have access to all of the brokerage statements, the mortgage information, the tax returns. I, I can get all of that. What should I be doing? How should we be looking at this? Other people come to me on the advice of their attorney or their mediator to run the numbers just on their agreement or their proposed agreement, just to see whether or not this makes sense or not. Other people come to me after when it's over and say, well, I'm divorced and I need somewhere, I need a quadro, qualified divorce relations order. 
I need somewhere to put the IRA money that I just received. What do I do? How do I, I don't know. We sold our house. I want to buy a house now. What do I, you know, what can I afford? So, so people come to me various times throughout the process and I can, I offer, I have value throughout the process given whichever, wherever time that you're, you're bringing me in, but I have the most value as most CDFAs, I, and I believe, have the most value from the beginning. And then you're building a relationship and you're, you understand what the core issues are around finances in this, with this person, with your client, but also, you know, the choices that they need to make and how they feel about you know, liquid assets versus illiquid assets. Do you want a building, you know, in Manhattan or do you want a bunch of money in the bank? There's a big difference to that asset, even though on paper, it looks like the same value. So, so those are the kinds of analysis that, that we provide as you're going through mm-hmm. the process, which can be very advantageous when you're done. And so, so for those that are reading the, the book, what, what would you say the three top takeaways are for people? Well, one of my first favorite takeaways is, you know, focus on the future that, you know, divorce is not about avenging the past. It's not about revenge. It's not about equality. You know, it's all, it's about equity. It's not about equality. That's a big F. And, you know, and really from the beginning, think about whether you want this divorce or not. Think about how you want your post-divorce life to look. Think about where do you truly want to live? I know if you have children, you have to stay in a school district, you have to stay in a town, but let's look beyond that. What do you want to, where do you want to go? What do you want to do on vacation? What are the types of things, if you've got to live your life strictly by your own terms, you know, what would that look like? And let's let's set that to be the goal. Let's, we'll know if we're reaching those goals and if we're being successful throughout the process if we're reaching the goals that we've set for ourselves, it's not as much about what percentage am I going to get or when is this going to end or how much am I going to have? That's important. That's critical. But let's tie that to, to definite concrete goals that we have for ourselves and our, our children and our families to, you know, to, to, to post-divorce. And what do we want that to look like? Some people, oddly enough, say, you know, it's my spouse who wanted the big house. It's my spouse who wanted the big vacation. I just wanted to go camping like like I did when I was a kid. I'd be perfectly happy with that. It was actually easier and more fun and cheaper. You know, so so sort of go back to your roots and think about the things that that you want. So so first order of business for me for everybody is let's think about the future, not about the past. I have a client right now who really wants to depose her spouse and, you know, it's going to cost so much money and it's really not going to add any value, but, you know, but she wants him under oath and to say the things that she wants to hear. And so that's important to her. And that's, you know, that I, I value that. But let's after that, let's move on. So I think understand, I, I think setting up your post-divorce life and planning for that is the number one, number one goal. Number two goal, I think would be you know, everybody who knows me knows this. It, it's it's cost benefit analysis. So, what are we truly going to get out of that twenty thousand dollar deposition? We're going to have to pay the stenographer. We're going to have to pay the two attorneys. We're going to have to, you know, suffer the emotional preparation and sitting in the room and watching for a whole day. What's it gonna, the goodwill that it, it's going to cost us? I mean, there's energy expense, financial expense, future goodwill expense. What is that really going to get us? What are we going to net out from that that's going to help you reach those future goals that we had just laid out? 
and think in terms of that. Because if you can process through that with your therapist, not your attorney, maybe not your financial advisor, but if you can go back to your therapist and say, this is really what's at the core of, of why I want to see that person squirm or why dollar for dollar, you know, you can, attorneys here say this all the time. You can send my kids to college or your kids to college. What do you want to do? Because you're not going to get any more information. So fact, you know, cost benefit analysis to the dollars that you're spending with your attorney and the process is something to really think about. And the last part is what do you, what's going to make you happy? I know this is a difficult process, but think of your children, think of your post-divorce life and build it out on, you know, on a piece by piece. This is, this divorce is not going to define you. you. You're coming out, you've learned a lesson. Let's hope we're not going to make these whatever mistakes again. Again, a therapist issue, not a financial advisor or lawyer issue, but let's work on, on, on being better, smarter, clearer, self-reliant, maybe get a job. You know, that's always good for some people just to get out of your own head. So that's how I feel. It's really about the future. Yeah. So that, those are three super amazing takeaways. And when, you, when you're working with somebody and they're going through this process, especially the beginning process, you're dealing with a lot of emotional aspects of it. So if you they can kind of rely on you, not only somebody who's doing it as a profession, but someone who's gone through it personally. So when you say some of these things, you get a little bit more, I guess, credibility, right? Right. Right. Absolutely. And, you know, I try to match some of my clients up with friends and people who are on the other side and they thought they would never date again or they would never be attractive again or they'd never have a certain lifestyle again. And just showing people that there is life after this process and it, it, you'll be a whole life ahead of you. Let's focus on that and just let's get through this in you know the best way possible and focus on the future. Just right. focus so on the future. So I guess the, the, the book, the, the book, at what point in the divorce process do you think the book is most useful? I'm guessing, I'm guessing you're going to say the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I'd say the pre, pre, pre-divorce, you know, process. I would read it through just to get a sense of what you're getting into and the types of decisions that you need to make. Think about who you want on your team. Who do you know? Ask friends, family, clients, you know, you know people at school, whatever, you know, build your team out. But, you know, if you're just, if you're just picking up the book and you're halfway through, there are, you're divorced, there are things that before the divorce you can, you know, you can still get value from. One of the first questions when people are hiring attorneys today, I say when the first most important question is, do you have time for my case? So as you are, as you're maybe thinking of hiring a new attorney, which people do, they didn't hire the right the first time, or they're just no longer comfortable. You want to go back to, if you're, if you're looking at a new attorney and your relationship, go back to some of those questions and make sure they have time for you. Make sure their interests align with yours. Um, you don't need, you know, the top, top, top attorney, most expensive attorney in your city if you are, you know, if you don't have the assets to, um, to support that, you don't need that. So there, if you're changing, if you're changing process as well. So, so even if you're, if you can start from the end, you can read the whole book, see how things are going to end up, read the last chapter about your state plan and, you know, the types of things that you have to do post-divorce. Do you want to keep the house? Do you want to sell the house? What is that going to look like? And then you can, you know, you can then go back and see what this whole process is going to look like. And I, you know, I suggest you, you get the book and, or meet with these advisors, build your team as early as possible. 
for yourself. So I don't want to give everything away from the book, but do you actually have a recommendation in the book, the type of divorce you should go through, whether it's mediation, collaboration, traditional divorce? I know you said you mentioned all those. Do you have a recommendation that you put in the book? Well, you know, I don't. I explain the process of each and they each have their pros and cons. I think mediation is a fabulous way to go if you trust that your spouse is going to be forthcoming with information. You don't have subpoena power. You don't have discovery. Uh, you don't have any of the, you know, of the, you know, just, just the, the tools that are available in the litigation process to get the information that you need. Now, if you've started the litigation process, it doesn't mean that you can't leave that process and try to mediate. If that doesn't work, come back to litigation. It also doesn't mean to say that, well, if you can't agree and you don't want a judge agreeing what your visitation schedule is going to, or your parenting schedule is going to look like, you can take just that one issue and go off to mediation, decide that with the mediator, and then bring that agreement back to the litigation process and say, okay, we've decided on those points. Now let's get back to, you know, figuring out the financials. So arbitration is very, can be very tough because you have an arbitrator, typically a retired judge that is going to make a decision and supposed to be binding. That's sort of what you agree to. Then, you know, that's good. That could be tough uh, if it doesn't go your way. So if you want to have the most control over the outcome of your case, mediation is a great way to go, but you have to go in with the understanding that the risk could be that you're not getting all the information and you don't have the, the power of the court system to, to get that. So if you don't trust your spouse, if you're not, if you if you don't have a good handle yourself of what your finances are going into this process, then, you know, mediation could be a disadvantage and, you know, litigation might be a better advantage. Uh, for you. But again, litigation can take years. Uh, it's expensive. You're, you're putting your family in the hands of a judge who has seen, you know, 40 cases the same day that they're hearing yours. You know, you're just, are you truly getting their attention? And, you know, are they hearing everything that you're saying? So that's a risk too. So, so there's no one right answer. It depends. It depends, yeah. which is what we lawyers always like to say. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of education because there are so many people that have gone through this, have no idea that there are these other options available to them. So by reading about this, knowing about this, it gives us some other things to, to, to think about. So is the book kind of, is it primarily geared to women or men? No, not at all. In fact, it's gender neutral. And it applies to anyone going through this process. You know, with the years ago when I started, we I was dealing mostly with women. Um, but now with the with how we've evolved as a culture, and there are many stay-at-home dads. You know, they're in the same position that stay-at-home moms were. You know, 25 years ago. So same-sex couples. You know, that the book is written to be you know non-gender or gender-neutral. I should say. And it's, you know, it really doesn't matter whichever role that you're in, whether you're the moneyed spouse, the non-moneyed spouse, the more familiar with the court process and the, the divorce process and legal terms, it really doesn't matter. And, and you know, the courts don't make a distinction either. So it's really all about this is the process. This is, these are your choices. This is how to hire an attorney. This is how to think about this process. And it's, like I said, gender. 
Right. And, and the, the book, you know, the, the title is, you know, the, divorce is about money, but is there, do you have to have a certain amount of money. Do you think that you benefit from this book or it doesn't really, doesn't really matter. It's neutral no, as far um, as that. You really just need twenty four ninety five to buy the book or nine ninety nine to down to download the book. And if you know, it's interesting because I've had a lot of people downloading it because they don't want it hanging around the house or by the bedside table mm -hmm. uh, for obvious reasons. And you know, just to have it handy to pick it up when you have a quick question about where you are in the process and what some of your choices may be or what questions to ask your attorney you know, it could be useful. So I think for the cost benefit of the twenty four ninety five, it is to buy it. I think you'll make your money back in spades. Uh, but, you know, no, you don't, this doesn't necessarily apply to high net worth litigants or, you know, um, spouses going through this process or, or low income people. It, it really, it really doesn't, um, doesn't necessarily apply to any particular right. Since they, you just mentioned the price of the book, if someone wants to get the book, where would they go? It's on available on Amazon and on barnesandnoble.com. I am also doing a book signing in Wellesley, Massachusetts next week, and also in Chestnut Hill, Massachusetts next week. People can come by and buy it in person if they're interested. So it's widely available in independent bookstores throughout the country, but those vary. And it has been very, a very educational of our audience is learning a lot or learning a lot that they should go out and, and buy the book so they can be educated even more. Any final words that you'd like to uh, mention to our audience, Gabrielle? No, I guess I, in, in parting, I would just like to I hope that everybody really just focuses on the future. Just see this as a process. When Remember when you were buying your house and you were negotiating and it was the most important thing for about, you know, three weeks. And, you know, it's the same thing. This will pass. Don't make more of it. Make sure you're okay. The biggest fear factor obviously would be around your children and their safety and their happiness, but it's financial. And if you can demystify and detangle the, the financial piece and see on paper what these numbers look like, you're going to feel a lot better and more in control of the outcome of your process saying, okay, I, 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 I'm not loving this, but I can live with it. And this is why. And now I know I need what I need to do. I have an action plan. I know I need to work or I need to spend less or I need to, you know, do whatever. I, I think it's, I think that's the most empowering part of having a handbook such as this, because it will help you make better decisions. I hope. It will. Yeah, I mean, such a great message to be able to, you know, talk about the future and going through what you are now emotionally and seeing that there is a plan, there is a way of getting past this and going through. So um, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for writing the book. My pleasure. Thank you for having me, Larry. Yeah, thank you. And thank you everybody for listening. Now we're going to make sure that we have links to be able to buy the book. Marriage is about love. Divorce is about money. So we'll make sure that we have those in the show notes, but listen, what, what everything that was just discussed today really is about transition, right? This is a transition in your life. And, and I love Gabrielle, how you talked about, you know, you need to look at this as where you are in moving forward, right? So many people get so stuck in what happened in the past, instead of being able to go ahead and move forward. And Larry is 
actually talked about that on previous episodes. And I just want to close with this very quickly. The other thing that happens in transition is you need to be able to see how resilient you are. And if you go to hellerwealthmanagement.com, you can take your free financial resilience score to really find out how resilient you are in this transition, and most importantly, in life. So for Larry and Gabrielle and everybody at Heller Wealth Management, this is Matt Hallern, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon.